No, I don't think that was that one. Mm, it was, ah, yeah, it was the one with Lean Back and Take You Home. Right. That was the first album I bought, though, so, you know. We're going to find out what the name of the album. Someone already listening to this is saying the name of the album. Like, come on, y'all. Like, get it together. No, that was a Terror Squad album called Terror True Squad Story. album. Yeah, there was. What was it called? True Story. True Story. That was the first one. Yeah. That shit was terrible. I was sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was spending that motherfucker. Though. I spent my money on this bitch. <laughs> Would you say that's the worst CD you've ever bought? Yes. Easily. You know, mine was Loon's. I bought Loon's debut album. Mm. Uh, it was yeah, a mistake. It was a mistake. Well, I'm glad that you pick fire all the time. I, I, I <laughs> thought you know what? T.I. versus T.I.P. That was garbage. It, it got some bops on there, though. It got some, it got some bops for, on there. For a T.I. album, it's a little lean. It had like three. That was like. I, I don't know if it's his worst album. Yeah, it's not his worst. It's that probably right. It's probably like a middle of the pack T.I. album for me. Well, I don't count anything after Paper Trail. Like, I'm not checking T.I. I mean, his last one is is kind of nice. I heard, I heard his current one is bopping, too. This I'm is kind of nice. I fuck with T.I. I have to take for it. He's like, I'm not about to listen. have Wraith on there. Hefe. You fuck with Hefe? He said he ain't listening. Again, I haven't checked for T.I. since Paper Trail. He still got some songs out here. So you missed the Trouble Man album. That was a good album. Yeah, sure. Definitely enjoyed. With trap back jumping. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. The only that... T.I. song that I remember is, uh, from like the last ten years is that one. Love your life with Rihanna. No, because that was on Paper Trail. Um, oh no, no, right. Uh, was it Rich Homie Quan? Young Thug. That was Lenny Life. Was on it. Um, oh. Um, oh. Uh, the money. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Mm-hmm. The money. Yeah. The money. If it ain't about the money. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. I don't know. That's Malik's stuff. <laughs> I played it one time, and Malik had the da- uh, Daniel Tiger. He put it up every time he said, turn up. He woke up. Oh, I was dying. Yeah, that's your you know child. <laughs> right. Let's get into the show on that note. That's That's your child. Welcome to episode 171 of Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Ask Ketchum, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. I'm supposed to be the Phantom of the Opera today. One of my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Phantom's mm-hmm. mask covered half the face. All right. You the hamburger. Yeah, you definitely are <laughs> the hamburger, fam. I am the air only known mm-hmm. as the air don't be messing my stuff <laughs> my, my my cues up man i'm camille point guard of the crew the real life tifa lockhart the girl next door you know holding it down for all the women who love sports and normally this is where you would hear uh what how can intro start and i'm okay did oh go ahead <laughs> the gentleman uh the everyday gentleman 24 7 only known as KD. Better known as. Better known as. KD. Take that. Take that. Can't have to work late. 
he said he's gonna join us. So if he, we'll if he if he come in, he come in. But otherwise, it's Great. just us three rocking. Awesome. <laughs> Hamburglar, could you tell the people where they could find us on social media in case they were looking for us? For sure. So you can find us at www.technicalfile.com. Don't forget to put the K on that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Also, you can find us on the Instagram and the Twitter at Technical File. You can also find us on Facebook, Technical File Podcast. Then we have a Facebook group where you can join in with the listeners, fans, and fam at Technical File Pod Overtime. There it is. Oh, and then if you want to see if we are here singing or looting and booting, you come on over to uh, YouTube, Technical File. There you go. There you go. Uh, the smile been happening for like three weeks now. When he say YouTube, you got you to gotta smile. Eric was like, what is happening? Oh, his season coming up. What season? He got to be the Grinch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right around the corner. <laughs> if the scowling motherfuckers from his, he probably do that. Be in his uh, window looking at motherfuckers judging him and shit. I don't think he got he cared <laughs> that much. That, you don't want to twist your uh, mustache. That is very true. <laughs> Andy the hamburger this week. You twitched your mustache. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, this is also normally when Ken comes in. He wants to remind oh, you, yeah. like he's <laughs> like he says every week, man. Share the show. Tell your mama, your auntie, your brother, your cousin, your uncle, your daddy, your pastor, your grocer, anybody. Tell them about Tech File. We don't right. grow without y'all. People mm-hmm. listen to what y'all say, so you know. Appreciate you. Put people on. Put put them on. Tell them all. That's crazy. People used to have their own like grocery. Like, yeah, I see a dude at this. I see a dude at the club. Like, how you know him? Oh, he my grocer. Like, <laughs> it's just like, a whole well, class of uh of employment that just went away. Yeah, pretty much. Like, obviously, we still have like people working at grocery stores, but they aren't a grocer. Like, a checkout or a bagger or cart duty, stocker. Why is a grocery? You, never mind. I'm not gonna get this off track. I was gonna have a whole like history question, and we would went down a rabbit hole. So instead, make sure y'all tell somebody about us. That is what we ask for. Please, it helps us a lot. It's a free way to support the pod. For sure, for sure. So did we have a challenge last week? Nah. He just he just kind of rolled through. That's when he was talking bad about Brookfield and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was championship can last week. That's probably why he ain't here. He took a week off. Uh, The championship hangover is real. Yeah, man. Yeah. Probably. I give him that. My podcast, you can find us. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Correct, SoundCloud, Spotify, Spotify, Amazon Music. For sure. (laughs) <laughs> randomly, I'm, I'm trying out different places to see where it fits best. I hear you. I hear you because everything else came naturally, so you just got to kind of figure it out. And for sure, again, <laughs> I already <laughs> Himalaya, Laga player, Wooshka, Wooshka. And wherever you're listening to this episode right now, while there, make sure that you like, subscribe, rate, and review five stars or better. It helps us, and we appreciate it. That is a snapple fact, Jack. All right. We're going to shout out the top. We're just going to keep throwing out these old ass things. That's what we're doing this week. That's what we're on. 
Now watch your mouth. <laughs> and that's a fact, Jack. Mm-hmm. Feel like you need to snap on <laughs> that's why Tim did it for me. I don't know if you was watching him, but he definitely gave you the uh, the hand motions for me. I appreciate that, Tim. Mm-hmm. We're going to shout out the top listening cities from the past week and also our international listeners. So, cities, number one, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Shout out to the hometown. Hey, number one spot. Number two, we got Chicago, Illinois. All right, Chicago. Appreciate y'all. Shout out. We see you. Number three, we got Miami, Florida. Okay, Miami. Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, we got San Jose, California. All right, Cali. I see you. Number five, Brookfield came back, y'all. Brookfield, Wisconsin. Oh, y'all came back. Even though can't talk bad about y'all. See, y'all loyal. We appreciate that, Brookfield. Y'all here snitching, whatever reason. <laughs> Kim yeah, went in on Brookfield for no reason last. It just kept <laughs> going and going and going. Number six, we got Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Upper Marlboro. It just, it just it caught. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, we got Picayune, Mississippi. Picayune. Appreciate you. Really for do. sure. I like saying pick you. Send in love to pick a It's a fun word. Number eight, we have Seattle, Washington. All right, Seattle. Appreciate you. Sixth man. Or twelfth man, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Number Thank nine, you. we got Cypress, <laughs> Texas. All right, Texas. Always with the love. I'm I'm glad there's a Texas there because I was about to I'm like, oh, we missed out on Texas. <laughs> and number 10, we got Racine, Wisconsin. Hello, Nabel. Eric, are you still here or are you just real still? So I said, how long it'll take you to notice? Uh, I didn't, didn't want to cut. No, I was <laughs> looking at you the entire time I was reading through the cities, but I didn't want to break off my, my flow. I was watching, like, is he going to move or am I tripping? And I was looking at Tim, but then I realized I got these shades on. So I can't see where I'm looking at. Yeah, international like, listeners here, like that is also very ch- i mean you probably get an idea after a while of seeing which way i'm looking because eric is over here and tim's over anyways international listeners for the past we included belgium hello hello that's not an accent that hey. hello <laughs> you can just say what up if you don't know the hello? accent <laughs> And Spain. Shout out to Spain. Oh, we lost Greece? Yeah, man. It was it was Spain and Belgium this past week. And Barbados. We on the we on the for Dang, bro. Took a week off. Can't probably call her, bro. Someone gotta add her. <laughs> like, like get back on. <laughs> but no, let's start Fire let's start the show. <laughs> let's do the topics of the week. NFL pick and pull. Shout out to Snow. Went in a week six pool. Chuck Snow. Shout out, man. <clears throat> Amongst us tech file hosts, Ken won. It, I don't really understand how he does this week after week. Week in, week out. But he be out here. I was second. Tim and uh, Eric tied last because there weren't no teams listed. Oh, shit. I didn't do it. I must not have saved it. I'll be doing it every week. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. 
I mean, I was sitting there like I even did the little reminder post on all our social medias and and everything. I thought I was good because like I said I do it here and I save it. So I remember we recorded on Tuesday and it was still Tuesday night football happening. You would have to did it the next oh, day. Oh, I ain't even think about it. So you gotta listen back to the episode. You would remind yourself. Oh. Anywho, this week. Well, before we get to this week, I do want to point out the fact that last week almost was completely messed up for the NFL because, like, four different teams had different COVID scares happening. But come Sunday, everything checked out. Negative test, negative test, negative test. And everybody played. <laughs> but now I also saw that uh, the Raiders had to send home their offensive line. because The of whole COVID line. Scare. The whole line. I think I saw somebody's like uh, practice squad. Whole practice squad got binged, or that was the uh, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. The whole damn practice squad. <laughs> <laughs> damn, nine, all twelve of y'all. No, all eleven of y'all. And then they had one on the active roster. Now, what was y'all doing? Close co- football is a close contact sport. Bam! So you want to go kick it with the practice squad? The A. Be <laughs> cool. <laughs> Like, I was like, holy shit, a whole practice squad. Like, whoop, there's 11 slots open. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't. Somebody out there it. But let's make our picks for week seven. Okay. Assuming it goes on as, as, planned. <laughs> as planned. If you're also in the pick and pull, make sure you get your phone out. Do the picks along with us so that you don't forget. And a reminder, games lock five minutes ahead of the game time. So if you were to happen to miss Thursday night football, you can still get your picks in for Sunday and Monday. And maybe Tuesday, whatever every day they play in football because COVID. <laughs> this week, though, we have the 1-5 New York Giants going up against the 1-4-1 Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Boy, they good and terrible. We just watch the NFC East into the sun. Like we we have to do something about. Oh, they gotta them. open it up to just do regular season, dog. Because the NFC East has been to hold down the whole damn playoffs. Boy, get they licking their chops. They waiting on these niggas going there. You can't stop the run. You can't stop the pass. You can't stop shit. <laughs> like man. I think if you if you win your division with a losing record, you don't qualify for playoffs. Like that needs to be. Man, I. I mean, when the division leader has a losing record through six Ooh. weeks. And they lost their whole line. That has never happened since the merger in 1970. There has never been a team at this point in the season with a losing record leading their division. Mm-hmm. NFC East, you made some history. How about that? But in this matchup, who y'all got? Y'all got the Giants or y'all got the Eagles? I can't. The Eagles got a good defense, but I can't. I think I'm gonna go with the Eagles. I go with I go with the team that has a black quarterback on their roster. <laughs> Shit, he may be playing soon. I mm. believe they're getting uh, Deshaun Jackson back this week too. Deshaun. No, Regular might be back if not this week, the following week. As they lose Zach Ertz. Like they just can't they can't I think all... I got it back. See, they can't have nothing all at the same time. <laughs> But when they had both of them, Goddard was taking all the snaps. So when he got hurt, everybody thought Zach Ertz, myself included, because I had him on my team, thought that he was going to get his shit off like he typically do, and he ain't did nothing. And then he got hurt, and now Goddard. Hey, that's that's <clears throat> rough. Yeah, it's a tough Four season. and two, Buffalo Bills against the 0 and 6 New York Jets. I think this is the game to get Buffalo back on track. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go Buffalo. I get you that. If gonna run through the Jets, just I mean just, the Jets are just is in a race for Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> if the Jets win, Trevor should just stay and take a year off or something. I don't know if you want to play for the Jets, my man. They are bad. Yeah, Darnold. It's not like Darnold trash. Darnold is not bad. They've had Joe Flacco at quarterback the last two weeks. Yeah, I know. Because Darnold got hurt, I thought. Yeah, that's why Joe Flacco's been at quarterback the last two weeks. But I'm just saying, like, they wouldn't necessarily need to draft a quarterback. Like, it's not that Darnold is the problem. So, I would think. Their whole team is the problem. Their coach is the problem. Let's go to the top. Let's go yeah. to the management because management had to hire the coach to hire the GM. Well, oh, that was the spread. They hired at the same time. The management <laughs> didn't hire the coach because the coach came in and got the management fired right away. Somebody yes. hired that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he gone. <laughs> they already made that decision. Yeah, no, I, it's definitely it's been time for Gates to go. Like, I don't know how you take every talented player on the roster and then choose the coach over it. Every last one of them, like every single one of them. Eventually, like there's one common denominator there, like the coach. We have the three and three Carolina Panthers against the three and two New Orleans Saints. Black quarterback. Oh. And Teddy revenge game. This is gonna be the first game back with Michael Thomas. Unless he fight another. I saw he had a. (laughs) What? He was. He said he find another teammate because he definitely didn't play the last he game. Was, he was ready for the last game, but he got into a fight in practice. Right. So they <laughs> but they listed him today with a hamstring injury, too. This nigga here. So <laughs> the owner's pissed. He was limited, so I'm not even sure if he's coming back this week. Ah, jeez Louise. Uh, I'm going to go Carolina. Yeah, I'll go Carolina. I'm just hoping Teddy and – Teddy and Breeze have a shootout, and Kamara, you know, catch all the passes. <laughs> the four and two Cleveland Browns against the one four and one Cincinnati Bengals. You know Cincinnati. Oh, that's gonna be a shootout too. The Browns sound. The Browns sounding real defeated to be four and two. So, question about question about Baker. So I, I saw that he got pulled last game. Was that because of his injury, or it was at that point they were like we. He this sucked. game's probably done. <laughs> we won't take you out and protect you at this point because there's no point for you to still be out here. He sucked, bro. He like, looked, yeah, well, I mean, he like, did, it, did he suck because, like, that's just that he sucks or that he, he was hobbled by the injury? And that was they bad. finally played a good team. They've lost to both of the good teams they played. That's why OBJ was mad. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm tired of losing the good teams. And they they got blown out. Good. They didn't even lose to good teams. They got blown out. Yeah, like, couldn't, like couldn't move the ball really couldn't at do all. Nothing at all. Period. Baker Center staring. Period. Whoever clicking the pen. Oh, that's my the whole nine. <laughs> Yo, why do your knuckles yeah. sound like pins? My goodness. Ooh. That, bro, that sound. Ooh, that sounded. That sound old. That's <laughs> a woo boy. Them knuckles sound like they've been through some things. Knuckles as old as ours are sayings today. They don't want to crack me. no more. Good lord. <laughs> Ow. Oh, that made my knuckles hurt. I'm going to go with the bangles, though. My hand all tingly now. I'm going to go with the bangles. I think, I think the Browns I don't like how they talking. 
they don't sound like a team that's ready to come back and uh, get a dub. They sound like a team that's supposed to take another L. Man, listen, it's trade deadline coming up in like week two. I was about to ask. Like, I thought it was week six. Did they move it back? It's, uh, it's, I thought it was like November 3rd or 1st or something like that. I'm pretty sure it's the 3rd. I think it's voting day. Election yeah, day. Like, we need make to sure go y'all, Make, make sure y'all vote. vote. I got to vote. I vote that the Packers use one of these damn one, two, or three picks since we ain't used this year's. Use this year's, next year's, to grab one of these receivers that's available since Dallas ain't got no damn quarterback in the team no more. Michael Gallup ain't gonna, he's looking like the odd man out right now, but Dallas got three of them. They love CD. They're going to get Gallup out of there. Here's the thing with that if the Packers were to make a trade, I don't want them trading for a receiver. I want them to be sharing up their defense because that's where the problem is. They're going to be fine moving the ball on offense. They've already shown that. They ran into an elite defense against the Buccaneers, and after Aaron threw that pick six, it was done. The whole – it was done. But the offense isn't really the problem. I think they're going to bounce back this week. It's the defense. We have a bad defense. It's bad against the run, and now it's bad against the pass too. Like, it's just – it's just bad. It's a bad defense. I don't know what the fuck happened to our pass rush. Hmm. The Smiths ain't uh, getting through. Well, Kenneth Clark Preston out for a minute, but he was back this game. Yeah, and they—I didn't expect the line to get. They got man get worked on both sides, offensive line, defensive line. Anyway, we'll talk about the package later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just—it came up in conversation. It came up in conversation. Eric, were you going Browns or Bengals? I said Bengals. Bengals, okay. The two and four Dallas Cowboys against the one and five Washington football team. Ooh, I think I might go with Washington on this one. Brown I mean, again, when I heard players from the Cowboys criticizing their coaches, calling them totally unprepared, how they don't teach them nothing, they don't have no adjustment senses, like Problem is they lost their whole line, but Washington front seven is gross, bro. So they ain't gonna be able to pass. They ain't gonna be able to run. And they got these studs over here at wide receiver. Doesn't like these cats are spending waste. They're gonna be pissed. They're already mad, but they're gonna be pissed on the field too. Like it's gonna be disgusting. They're gonna probably rack up like seven, eight. I'm pretty ish. Seven, eight sacks this Sunday. Oof, I'm gonna watch this. All I'm gonna say is uh, Mike McCarthy getting exposed. That man owes Aaron <laughs> Rodgers like a third of his earnings since man. 2009. Cause shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a fact. Like, mm. that man he, had, he was he, in his basement cooking up new schemes. Like, you need to go back to the basement. I'm gonna kill him with this one. <laughs> move real- instead of a five out, because it was good for the five out. Instead of a five out, would you just a bunch of bunch trip fright? <laughs> like, I mean, what? I mean, Dak was having them was having them go. Andy mm-hmm. Dalton ain't 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 Dak. That's <laughs> he ain't. But Dak. again, they lost their line. Like once they started losing their line, then Dak got hurt, and then they lost another lineman, and then they turned around and lost the last lineman. You but you mean to tell me you still think that Dak wouldn't have put up a better performance than what we just saw Andy Dalton do? Regardless of that line. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like Dak would have ran more. That's what I'm saying. Like it's Andy Dalton ain't Dak. <laughs> I I know the Cowboys getting Vander uh Esch back, but 
Yeah, call up Miami, see if they want to It ain't the run. It's an air raid. Yeah. Yeah, I Fitz Magic could go over to Dallas. I can see that. That would be a move I would like. <laughs> I can see that happening. Because Fitz was heartbroken yeah, that he got benched. And he was like, it ain't like I was necessarily, I wasn't playing bad. He was actually playing super well. Like, he was playing really good. It's actually the worst game he played. He had well, two good, I mean, he won two in a row and he got like the seventh best QBR in the league. And Oh, he's put up numbers. I'm saying like the, the, the game that he, they sat him down in the fourth, it was the worst game, even though it was a good game. It was like 190 yards and two touchdowns, no picks. But like, it was a good game. It was the worst game of the good games. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like you having a really yeah. good season. After Tyrod lost his uh his job due to medical malpractice, like it's kinda hard for me to be like, well, you know. Like when they use the top six pick on a quarterback, like you kinda know where it's headed. It's happen. Regardless of how you play, pretty much. Like it they was show just anything like, uh, at all uh in practice, like And apparently two have been giving them some wild like, plays. And actually, I mean, this is – if you were going to do it away, this is smart to do it. This is what they did with Eli, too, when they had um, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, yep. Mm. They were in a playoff position, and they were like, we're going to throw this rookie in. It's time. And shout out to Tua, too, for being able to play again after a year. Mm. But, like, man, that was – A brutal injury. I, yeah, I thought he had Bo Jackson himself. So. I thought yeah. he was done. I thought he was done, done. With him to work his way back and then be a top six pick and then turn around and up in – or you was it you sir? Yeah, yeah. That's the word. Starting quarterback, like I'm, I'm excited for him because he's a dual threat quarterback. Like yeah. I'm just hoping he protects himself when he make these runs. But two and nice, nice. Washington, Dallas. I got Washington. Air, I know you got Washington. Air, who you got? Uh, Brown coach. So Washington. <laughs> okay, this is a Washington sweep. The two and three Detroit Lions against the one and five Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going Detroit. Blacktown. Which, uh, I'll say <laughs> which one. <laughs> I got you. The four and one Green Bay Packers against the one and five Houston Texans. I'm going Green Bay. As am I. Again, I think they're going to bounce back this week. Yeah, I think they're going to bounce back. Oh, this week. hometown versus black quarterback. What you got? It's always Packers. He just, he just said Packers. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a shootout, though. <laughs> I mean, the defense. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm hoping oh, it's a shootout because I like our secondary. I, I give our secondary a better chance than our – and they ain't got the line that motherfucking Tampa Bay had. So, I'll give us a better shot this game. Yeah, the, the Packers the Packers should win this week. David Johnson might have 150 yards. Uh, he might, but it's going to be in the L because that's the way that this is going to work out. <laughs> 150 yards, two touchdowns. I was like, where Deshaun, the fuck? Deshaun Watson might actually end up rushing for 100 yards himself. <laughs> One, two, one, two. Like, Come on, man. What's going on here? And Watson is one of my favorite quarterbacks, uh, black quarterbacks in the league. So I'm definitely looking forward to being able to watch him too. Mm-hmm. Five and O Pittsburgh Steelers against the five and O Tennessee Titans. I'm going Pittsburgh. Yeah, me too. When I saw they, they lost their uh, left tackle, so I was like, Pittsburgh should should roll on the six and zero. Should be a good game. It's gonna be a good game. If they, but they got the line in the deep. They got the linebackers to stop Henry. See, but Devin Bush tore his ACL too. But yeah, but I mean, they, 
that defense, that front no, seven, I, yeah, is it's an elite phenomenal. defense. So either or, like they have the speed and they got the uh, man. That's gonna be a good battle to see them. But I, I got Pittsburgh. I feel like they got the better defense. Yeah, they so do. That, last week or the week before, when Derrick Henry like had that ninety yard run, that was his last week. That was his. That was his past weekend because mm-hmm. I was watching him when it happened. And what was crazy was when he broke through, and he had the Texans behind him. I didn't realize how fast he was running because he looked so effortless. Like it was just like so he big. wasn't even trying. He'd be chewing. I thought he was already at max speed, and then he just accelerated. And I was like, what? the fuck be moving. <laughs> he outran the court, like. 240 yeah. pounds ain't supposed to move that fast. No, it's not. Like, that's what I said. While watching him in college, I'm like, bro, this shit ain't fair. That's all I was geek when he got to the league. I always go back to his high school stats. Like, I can imagine somebody <laughs> that like, just running over, like, defense alignment, Tim size and shit. Like,. <laughs> He's a speed rusher. <laughs> <laughs> that big. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be fun watching him against the Steelers, but that's gonna be a good matchup. Uh, wait, he might chuck JJ. I mean, uh, TJ. He, TJ might. If you get in the way, that's a risky take. When you, you get in the way, playing against, the way. <laughs> playing against it. but yeah, Tennessee's defense isn't that great. So, no, Claypool will have a game. Just yeah. uh. Like what Brayville did, I don't know if it because like they played twice in like five days, so I don't remember which game exactly it was. But like Brayville like took a penalty with like forty seconds left to conserve because he didn't have a time or either conserve a timeout or because he didn't have a timeout, and like that wound up like functioning as a timeout, and they were able to I forgot what they but either way like it was clock management. He purposely took mm-hmm. it. like he sent one of his guys out like to get a twelve men on the field penalty to stop the in clock. order to stop yeah. Hmm. Being aware, just not checkers. But, but it wasn't under two minutes when it happened, so it didn't have a ten second runoff, did it? I don't know. Or was it on defense? He's on defense. Yeah, there we go. Because yeah, you can't. Five and zero Seattle Seahawks against the four and two Arizona Cardinals. Another air show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Them men better be th- man. Listen. Oh, that's what I mean. Exciting ass game. The Bobby Wagner chasing uh, Kyler Murray. <laughs> Kyler Murray runs like he skied Natalie Dunn. They say he runs like a. Uh, they say he runs like a, a Tyler that just took your phone. Like that's a fact. Badass baby. <laughs> <laughs> Here he go. That motherfucker be sliding. Fuck out. Hold on. And he run with the football out. Like he mm-hmm. don't. Like he is playground. Like taking off running. running. He probably your height. I'm pretty sure he's five. I mean, he looks at like five nine, so there's almost no chance that he's actually that tall. Yeah. Um, obligatory uh, Russell Wilson code for oh uh, for Cam <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I'm getting to pour out, so I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. I don't think that. Um, Wait, who on? The Cardinals. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins slave for zero. What about him? He's just saying that's who they defense got to try to stop. <laughs> oh, you hear that? Antonio Brown. Oh yeah, see, we've been talking, but I didn't even bring it up because we talked about that. He's redacted. before the season. Bring, ago. You're talking about redacted. No, we mentioned that before. We were like, Russ wants a B back. Like that's not a new. That's not new information. Like 
It's just he's been very open. Awesome. Uh, we don't talk about that. Here. Yeah, he's been very open about that for a while now, saying I don't really care too much about what else he got. I'll watch him. He <laughs> <laughs> know he can stay at the crib. I'm trying to win. <laughs> Tim, who do you got though? Uh, Seahawks. I'm going Seattle. The one and five Jacksonville Jaguars against the one and four Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going the Chargers. This is a free fall. Like coach. Yeah, I'm going Chargers as well. Five and one Kansas City Chiefs against the two and three Denver Broncos. Like quarterback. Kansas City. Denver's there. Kansas City just signed Le'Veon Bell. I remember. Mm-hmm. We sure he's still good. We'll find he, out. He's he gonna be good in that offense. I can. I'll, I'd put money down on that. He'll be the backup though. But they talking about he might be in the goal line situations because you know Clea has or Clyde has had so many like nine carries at the goal to goal situations and have he's to trying play. to protect his little guy. I mean they they can't score at the goal to goal situation from their running back out from him. So Bell might take those goal line. Didn't they have another running back? Damian Williams. There you go. And he's gotten his touchdowns from the goal-to-go situation. <laughs> like, yeah. So, Le'Veon might take that up. But uh, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Denver on this one. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. You know what? Actually, no, I'm going Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, I was I'm, – I'm That offense is crazy. But they – Wait, did you forget that they offense is crazy for a minute? No, because they have struggled against teams with really good defenses. Who is going to <laughs> – no, you're overthinking it. Just you know what's about to happen. It's, they're about to air it out again. Like, it's not about to be pretty for Denver. <laughs> She's about 30. And it's a division game. It's not about to be pretty. The 3-3 three and three San Francisco 49ers against the 2-3 and three New England Patriots. This Patriots looked bad last week. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Cam. I'm going to say Cam and them, though. You better not let me down, Cam. Cam. Eric, I don't think I need to ask. Black quarterback. Oh, yeah. I said yep. right. We had. <laughs> the 4-2 Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the 3-2, and two, or excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Never Raiders. Mm. I'm going Tampa Bay. Brady. Their defense is bound. Black adjacent coach. <laughs> yeah, the Raiders got a really good offensive line, though. It uh, might not be intact. <laughs> we don't know what's about to happen with these COVID tests. That's right. They just sent the whole fucking line. I'm going to Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe that they believe it was one of the linemen who is going to be gone for sure, but the other four might have a chance to play. Yet and still. Yeah. Um, Tampa, I saw what Tampa Bay defense could do last week. Mm-mm. Oh, just real quick to double back. Kyle Murray's listed at 5'10". Which means he's like 5'8". About 5'8", okay. And then Monday Night Football. The 5-1 and one Chicago Bears against the 4-2 and two Los Angeles Chargers. Rams. I mean, Rams, Rams. My fault. Rams. <laughs> yeah, everybody in the same same neighborhood and shit. Ah, uh, these damn Bears, bro. This will be the game that tells me if the Bears are actually good. Because I still don't really understand. And they kind of getting these pack of wins from last year? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I feel weird saying the Bears, but. I'm going to go with the Rams. 
I'm going to go with the Bears. I'm going to keep them right down here at the bottom, though, for this low confidence rating. Make sure y'all set what y'all think the total points are going to be for Monday Night Football. Picks are saved. I'm there this week. And save those picks. And let's move on. On and on. So we have the rumored plot for the new Space Jam movie. I'm going to read it to y'all. And y'all tell me if this plot sounds entertaining to you. Like, are you looking forward to watching this? During a trip to the Warner Brothers studio, NBA superstar LeBron James and his son accidentally get trapped within a world that contains all of Warner Brothers stories and characters Mm -hmm. under the control of a malfunctioning, all-powerful force named Algae, played by Don Cheatham. With the help of Bugs Bunny, LeBron must navigate through a never-before-imagined world filled with iconic movie scenes and characters as they reassemble the Looney Tunes to rescue his lost son. Now to get back home, LeBron and the Tunes have to unravel Al G's mysterious plan and win an epic basketball game against digital, gamified super versions of the NBA and WNBA's biggest stars as the entire world watches. Are you sure it's not AIG? It doesn't matter, fam. Don, John Cheadle's <laughs> character. Do you think the plot's interesting or not? If Bronny is in it, I'm interested. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Why does Bronny put, put, push the needle for you? I'm just saying, if it's really Bronny, if Bronny is the lost son in the movie, like then I'm, I'm, I'm interested. But I'm asking, like, why? Why does that? No, I, I was like, why does that change it for you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see if it is Bronny. Though, like that would make it, that would make it somewhat like, oh, can you hear that? Uh, but. I don't know. I'm not, regardless, I'm going to see it. So That's I how I felt. These little synapses. I think it's fun to think that they'll be redoing iconic movie scenes and whatnot. So that could be kind of funny. Tim's looking like, nah. And I'm glad no, I'm, 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 a rehash of the first one like that actually came up with a new story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I, that's why I want to see it. I'm like, oh, it's not a, a continuation or a soft reboot or nothing like that. It's like, okay, it's, it's his own movie. Oh, I'll check it out. Well, actually, technically, have they named it that yet? Or was that just, like, the working title? Named what? What? Like, is it actually Space Jam 2? Or, like, the... It's called Space Jam, A New Legacy. Oh, okay. So it's not even... To give it its own life. So it's not even a sequel. Like, it's just... A different... Or a multiverse. A different a universe. <laughs> yeah. I do hope there's a Michael Jordan cameo in this movie, though. That would really yeah. set off the movie for me. If I know Michael Jordan, that's not happening. Hey, we don't hey, know hey, what Michael Jordan goes. Right, I was saying he's different in older age. It's interesting how age can do that to you. Mm, Mike's Something trying to get back now. Talking to Mike getting the rub. He might be a hey. I'm, I've never seen Jordan this personable before in my life. <laughs> he actually is weighing in on political stuff. Like, yeah, he's talking. making donations. He, mm-hmm. <laughs> you say he talking. <laughs> <laughs> Once he retired, he shut up. Ain't nobody here from Jordan. Because he's an owner. You just see him in videos talking shit. Don't <laughs> <And, laughs> somebody else. That's, that's one of those things, though, where it's like, I kind of wish that Giannis could work with Jordan. Like, he can't because, you know, conflict of interest. But, like, mm-hmm. he was working with Kobe on some things, and I was, like, really looking forward to seeing him continuing to work with Kobe because I think a lot of what he can add to his game is in the area that both of them like completely thrived in. So, I'm gravitating towards like Giannis should be more of a big than 
an initiator. Like he should be a big that can initiate, but I think he needs to hone like his big man skills. I'm talking about getting him like in between game. Well, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like instead of like trying to stretch his his game out, like refine what you can do around the basket. Like if you're like uh, Marcus Aldridge, like I'm just saying, like he needs post moves. He needs to be able to do something down there other than run, jump, and dunk. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, like instead of like trying to create a jump shot out of thin air, because but he has years. he has some decent post move. Like he. He shoots a pretty good like. He shoots yeah, a better mid range down there. Like he he can't like you can't throw it to him on the block and then like get. Me no, up. you can't. He need he needs a post game. He needs an in between game. I don't. I think that keying on him being a better three point shooter was foolish in retrospect because I think that he'd be most effective with a better in between and post game. But alas, the World Series is going on. Mookie man. Mookie Betts. Not low-key, I also said it yesterday. Like, I'm cheering for the Dodgers off their strength of Mookie Betts alone. Like, it's it's because Mookie's of Mookie. the difference maker, man. <laughs> he truly is. I meant to mention this last week, but I was definitely rooting for uh, Houston just for the chaos factor. No, I definitely <laughs> want right right to lose. Hey, I right definitely there. want them to lose. But the Rays pitching staff, man, is cold, bro. They're so cold. But Mookie and them. They took the game one. Did we post that? I think Mookie and uh, Kershaw yeah, like combined made more money this year than the Rays mm-hmm. whole team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had like twenty eight million compared to their twenty eight, but <laughs> 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 twenty six million or some shit like that. Like, yeesh. but that's how that's but that's how the Rays are. They've always been a small market, so they've always yeah, been a small market team. They have the peace state oh, team, the drafted team. Like that's just what happens when you ain't got no uh, share salary cap in, or you ain't got no salary cap in baseball. Like, you go out. <laughs> is uh, Cody Bellinger all right? Is his shoulder okay? Motherfucker hit a home run last night. Uh, no, he injured himself after he hit the home run, though. No, no, no. He hit the game-winning home run for game seven, and then dislocated his shoulder celebrating. Then the game one of the World Series hit a home run to, uh, for a game-leading home run. The go-ahead home run for the game. <laughs> so he all right. He all right. He all right. Okay. Like the game-breaker. Like, yeah, no, he fine. He's perfectly okay. fine. Him and Mookie clowning, dog. Okay, he good. Okay, okay. I understand. Let's see. Let's see. Like that's, that adds to uh, the legend of Cody Bellinger. How you dislocate your arm celebrating and then turn around and hit a home run first game of the World Series. What the fuck? Pop that mug back in. <laughs> some icy hot. He called Shaq. Got him some icy hot. He was ready to go. NBA coaching hires. We had some new hires. There was a lot of new hires. Oh, Stan Van Gutty. <laughs> I guess it's relative. I guess three hires since we've last talked is yeah. a lot relatively. Stan Van Gundy agreed to a multi-year deal to become the head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans believe that SVG is going to be able to be a great teacher with this roster. I'm thinking that they're leaning very heavily on what he was able to do in Orlando with Dwight, young Dwight Howard. They believe in his history of building strong defensive teams. And, uh, I mean, Van Gundy wasn't a bad coach. He was a bad executive, which did him in in Detroit. He was terrible as an executive. He drove that team the way it was. That's why they are where they are now. (laughs) Just just average. Mm. Mm, Ain't no average. 
Like we finally get a Slightly good below. NBA color analyst and they take them right away from us. That is also very true. Going and miss him in the booth. Like take Jeff. I'm proud of Jeff. <laughs> Don't know what he's Hopefully Mark Jackson is his lead assistant. Get them motherfuckers off my television. <laughs> Stan Van Gundy's still gonna be on Twitter getting them tweets off though. Never mind. Did y'all hear uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman making the comments <laughs> about the the flybys? They thought no. they know they were on a hot mic. Yeah, like, I, I guess. Wait, well, Tim didn't hear it. So they didn't know that they were being recorded, and the audio came out, and they were watching the you know the NFL game to fly by over the top, and they're pretty much like, "What a waste of money." Like oh, your yeah, taxpayer dollar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I just are you listening to me? No, because I wasn't I wasn't sure exactly what the entire story is about, but I realized that I had read something, like a snippet of it on Twitter. Like All I had right. seen it, but I didn't read into it. And they, as you were talking about, like, oh yeah, yeah, flybots. Alright. Alright. How do y'all like the Stan Van Gundy hire though for the Pelicans? Y'all think he's gonna be able to work some magic with this roster? Get Zion out here playing. I mean, historically, he's been a culture builder. Like, I feel like that's what they need. They need, like you said, like they need a defensive identity. Like, uh, defense is obviously never Alvin Gentry's strong suit. Um, (laughs) They have a a lot of young players that have defensive potential, but they obviously haven't met that yet. So, um, I mean, like, I, I think Stan is a good coach. Like, like we said, like he's a terrible executive, but he doesn't have personnel power here so if he's just a coach i think that he should work wonders uh like he's the, he's the right type of coach to bring in for mm-hmm. zion's formative years uh whether he's going to be the coach to take them over the top like when they're ready to compete i don't know but for now like i think he's the perfect type of hire to make Tim, you got anything to add or you, you agree? Um, no, I pretty much agree. Like, if he just comes in and do the player development and builds them into a nice defensive team and, like, help develop the players into what they – at least majority of their potential or some of their potential and shit. Like, they got a nice young core that if they feel half their potential, they consider, like, fringe all-stars type shit. So, like, if he just comes in and help develop them, like, and Clem Zion, then, yeah. Should it be a job well done? Because I don't think anybody expects him to take them to a championship. I think they come in expecting him to help build the squad, and then they'll hire somebody else. So they just want him to set the bear, uh, like kind of set a little bar. Start. I don't like, know if they will like, replace him if they start doing well though. Like if if he builds, I think they'll let him continue yeah, no, like, until he that, proves that he can't. Right. Think think of it like Mark Jackson in Golden State, or I don't want to say Jason Kidd here, but like. Scott Skiles was always the type of coach where, like, you bring him in when you pretty much bottom out or you're, like, on the rebuilding track um, to kind of build up your program. Like, mm-hmm. you need culture reset. You need, like, somebody to come in and break down, like, the fundamentals. Like, here's how we here's how we become a winning basketball team. Like, sometimes those guys are able to transition into, like, the years that they're they become, you know – contenders or pseudo contenders and sometimes like they top out at that at that level mike budenholzer is probably like the best example of that type of coach. <sighs> i'm just saying like you know building a culture teaching them how to win like but if you can't be like adaptable in playoffs that's when you have to bring in somebody else <sighs> brett brown in philadelphia is another example of a coach like that Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm like. I don't think they expect for him to win the championship. Back to for him to no. reset it. And kind but of I mean, like he'll have every chance to, right. you know, like 
Yeah. But we'll see five years down the road where we're at. Speaking of five years, Ty Lue signed a five-year deal with the Clippers to be their next head coach. As a reminder, in case you forgot, he was an assistant with the Clippers this past season, so he was able to see up close and personal what went wrong um, and impressed ownership with some of the ideas that he thought he could bring to the table. Ownership considers him an elite coach. Like They, they really think he can get the job done. So how do you all feel about that hire? I like it. Honestly, I feel like he was the best coach in the market. Just overall, like of any, overall, any option? Like of any, any option that they had, like, first of all, nobody else on the market had championship rings. Like, I don't know why his, his championship in Cleveland gets discounted, whereas none of the other coaches like LeBron's had that he's won with have had the same kind of – they're not looked at the same way. Like That is true. Spolstra is, like, one of the best coaches in the league. Like, people don't discount the rings that he won because he had LeBron. And, like, no, like, LeBron's been in, what, 10 finals? Like, and he, yeah. he's won four of them. So, obviously, there are six years where his teams didn't win a championship. So, like, the, when you do win a title, like, that should still mean something. Um, and, like, first of all, he meant – what you say? I said don't discount it because he had LeBron. Right. When they don't all, do every, that for every any other coach, coach. right? Yeah. Every coach is going to have great players on their team, so that's how you win a championship. Exactly, <laughs> um, and, it, and it's not like he hasn't, he doesn't make adjustments. Like he's a very uh, adaptable coach. Like he kind of adapts to the team that he's that he is coaching. Must um, be nice, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, like the the first year he was in Cleveland, that team was different from the team that he had the last year in Cleveland. Um, and That's I think true. the only reason that he left Cleveland is one, obviously, like LeBron left, but he didn't want to go through rebuilding. So it's not necessarily that, you know, he was just a shitty coach. Like he, he wasn't on the same page as front office. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in LA. He was LA. He was the Lakers' first choice last year. And the only reason that he didn't wind up coaching that team is because they tried to lowball him. So I don't know, like, back to your initial had, point. <laughs> yeah, like get that man's respect. Um, and apparently that's what the Clippers did. They knew what they had already. Um, he's a former player, so he he has a certain cachet among players that are like, well, you ain't played, so you don't know. You know, like, sometimes that's just a difference. <laughs> you know, like, it gets yeah. buy-in. Um, and he got a ring now. He has a ring, so he has that respect. He has a history. Like, he's, like, one of the most well-connected player like former players in the league like he was just like friends with everybody he's played with everybody like he was teammates with Shaq and Kobe he was teammates mm-hmm. with Michael Jordan he was teammates uh who was he that uh and I'm blanking on people but he's like, coached I mean but he got cool because of that yeah like, <laughs> I mean he coached under Doc Rivers in Boston so he had the big three in Rondo mm-hmm. he coached with him in the Clippers so he had Chris Paul and Blake Griffin like he has relationships with a lot of great players that have come through the league in the last 20 years, uh, which again, like helps you on a team that has poor chemistry and has a disconnect between their stars and their role player. Like who better than a former role player that has good relationships with star players. He played with T-Mac too. There you go. Like pretty much every great player <laughs> from 2000 to 2015, like he's either played with or coach. That's fair. Yeah. The Pacers – or go ahead. My last one was just going to be like – and that's just like on the personal side. Like he still is like 
his schemes and like his out of timeout stuff, like all that stuff is also top notch. So I'm not saying he's, you know, the next Greg Popovich or anything like that, but he is a championship winning coach. So like, I think that it should have been obvious to anybody that he would be a good hire. He'd be a good hire. Best hire. The Pacers hired Toronto Raptors assistants. So y'all know I can't say Nate's last name, but Jorkin. Bajorkin? Uh, I heard it pronounced, but I need to look at it. I've heard it pronounced once, and the person pronounced it wasn't sure. I think the B might be silent. It's not. It could It could be, but – oh, it's not? No. So is it Borkin? Uh, Bajorkin. Bajorkin. I, the J might be silent. I can't find it. In Borkin. I think Bjork. Like, you know, like the singer Bjork? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Bjork. Bjork. I, I don't see it on here. For sure. Well, they have a new head coach as well. Uh, he's been with – well, he started coaching with uh, Nurse back in the G League, came up with him, was a head coach himself in the G League, assistant coach for the Suns, for the Raptors. Like, he has some coaching experience underneath them. And then I read, like, his uh, introductory press conference notes and whatnot, and I'm like – again, I was like, oh, a coach who's talking about adjusting and – ability. Man, and he was saying, like, I think the key to defense is switching it up all the time. He was like, maybe after eight o eight o run, you switch it up. Maybe after a timeout, you switch it up. Maybe after a quarter, you do. He's like, you never know, but I think that's a, that's a key. And I was like, wow, look how <laughs> like how risque you're willing to change all all the time. I don't know what that is like, but I could see it. Like, if he's anything like Nick Nurse now that Nick Nurse is starting his own coaching tree, which is kind of cool to think about. Pacers should should have a good coach there. I mean, like from the beginning of their coaching search, like it seemed like they've been trying to gravitate towards like the more innovative types. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to modernize their offense cool. specifically, yeah. um, which obviously was a criticism of Nate McMillan. When he was there, like he played a retro band of basketball. It won them some games, but like it wasn't sustainable and it wasn't going to get you to that next level. So um, depending on what they do with their roster, like I think that they – should at least like be interesting to see like how they kind of modernize modernize mm-hmm. um, their game. Yeah. So what is it? Just the the Rockets and the Thunder left for for looking for uh, head coaches? Yeah, uh, Rockets and the Thunder I think are the last two. I know the Rockets they they were said to have been down to their last three. So Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so Jeff Van Gundy, John Lucas. Junior, I guess, like not the third, but the the one that used to coach like the seventy sixers back in the day, uh-huh. um, and then uh, Stephen Silas was an assistant for Dallas. I think he was an interim coach in Charlotte at one point. Son of Paul Silas. Oh, I never knew that was his son. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what I, how I was broken down on some podcast I was listening to is that like uh, John Lucas is already on the Rocket staff. He already has a really good relationship with. Harden and Westbrook. Um, Jeff Van Gundy is who the ownership wants. Um, and then Steven Silas is kind of like the in-between where he has a good relationship with players and he's kind of like the tactical coach that they kind of want to get. So essentially it's going to come down to who does James Harden want. <laughs> well, so if they can Dar- get him to buy in on Jeff Van Gundy, then that'll probably be the, the move they make. Well, Daryl Morey ain't going to be in Houston no more. He stepped down as a GM, effective the 1st of November. 
he said after he got back from the bubble, you know, he was just reflecting on his time with the Rockets. You know, he felt like it was time to do other things. He wants to be able to hang out with his kids more and just see what other things could be out there for him. Just say he's had a year to kind of work on that. On that <laughs> Because as soon as he hits in on that tweet about Hong Kong, that dude was gone. Man, I keep telling you, that was the season. I truly forgot. It was that. It was the same damn year. I'm like, I, com- I completely forgot. Nobody else forgot, clearly. <laughs> this Man, is the I, longest. I forgot that the last dance was just this summer. Like, that feels like it was forever ago. Man, that was for the beginning of quarantine, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like six months ago. That was fun. Last dance was fun. It was that was a great uh, experience, social like experience, bonding, social social media bonding moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was one of those things. That was real cool. But how did y'all feel about him? I mean, we already talked about how y'all felt about something down. That was that was coming. <laughs> I'm curious as to what they'll do with the stars on this team. That's what I'm kind of curious to find out. Like, depends on the coach. Does it? To a certain degree, you can't hire a coach who can't scheme. Like, you have to figure something out. One thing that Maury always did was take a shot. I think that that's probably ingrained in the Houston's culture at this point because that's what's gotten them where they are. And I can't imagine that they would bring a coach in that doesn't think they can either do something with what they have already or think they're a couple pieces away, like, we can get this and this and this and this. But, like, when you're getting interviewed for the job, you got to tell them what you're going to do. So they would know already when they make the hire, like, is this roster as currently constructed going to maximize, yeah, what we're going to be able to do? I don't think that you trade James Harden unless James Mm -hmm. Harden says he wants to get traded. I agree. Um, And what Russell Westbrook, I don't know if you can trade him at this point (laughs) even if you wanted to. (laughs) 43. That sounds bad, but, like, like being realistic, like – yeah, that's real. I mean, it's, it's He's real. a tough fit on any team. Um, he makes Unless a ton of money. Like, but even though he's still got to get his 30 shots. I'm going to say 30 what? defense, like, he was good, like, right, right before the shutdown. Like, mm-hmm. um, it started clicking. Yeah. Like, they had a really good run, probably, like, the last clicking. month or two. And to be fair, in the bubble, he didn't cut like he then. It wasn't a smooth like transition into the bubble for for Westbrook. Yeah. He, had he had COVID, and then he what? Then he got hurt. He got hurt, and he was didn't be yelling at babies. So <laughs> you know, it was a real bubble for a lot of people, man. One last thing about like Daryl Morey, like I've seen people like kind of trying to take their victory laps, like oh he never won a title, like did all that analytic shit and it didn't work. And it's like, first of all, Houston was always in contention for a title. So, like, the fact that they were contenders for, what, 10 years straight? Like, mm-hmm. they were the only team that really gave the Warriors at their peak a run. Like, <laughs> Twice. And Rockets fans are always going to wonder what if. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, all you can really ask for is to be a contender. Like, and the fact that you were able to sustain that through, what, like, seven different roster iterations like (laughs) (laughs) like you had three different co-stars for James Harden like cycle through you had umpteen like coaches come through like there was a lot of turnover and I mean part of that is just like his philosophy but 
like he was always trying he's always doing something so like no it didn't manifest into a title but i feel like that's like he put them in a position to win a title when he had a superstar in his prime so like i think that that's really that's good on i think him. he did a good job overall like I would and agree. he really did change the way basketball is played like everybody adopted the small model yeah or just like shoot a lot of threes and get to the rim and get to the free throw mm-hmm. line. Like that's everybody's shot distribution at this point. It was funny when I saw that uh, Van Gundy got hired with the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. I was just reading more about Van Gundy. And I forgot that he also was like an early uh, advocate for that style of basketball. Mm-hmm. Like when I was looking, I was like, I forgot at the time that playing Lewis at the four was actually people were like, why are you playing? I'm at the like, he's too, he's too thin. He's too little. He can't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and meanwhile, Van Gundy is like, right, right, he's like, I got a dominant paint presence. Like, he's going to shoot around that. Like, that just makes sense. But, yeah. It's amazing how far we've come. And like, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let alone like, 10 what? years, but, like, honestly, like, the last five years is just specifically. Because like, then the Warriors came and started switching stuff up to everybody. It was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the small ball thing here. <laughs> it has some legs. But, uh... Tim, will you talk more about what Iowa's football team did? Or I should say former Iowa football players. Yeah, I seen it. Um, it was a Yahoo Sports article, and I was just like, this is kind of random, but it's wild. And I thought it was interesting. But um, several former black Iowa football players sent a letter to the university earlier this month demanding $20 million in that longtime uh, Iowa coach Kirk Ferns uh, assistant coach Brian Ferentz and athletic director Gary Barta be fired over allegations of racial discrimination during their time with the program, according to the Des Moines uh, Register's Chad Liskow. Oh, excuse me. Um, among the demands for the three firings and $20 million in compensation, the players demanded the creation of a permanent black male senior administrator within the athletic department, mandatory anti-racist training for staff members, a board of advisors with black players and anti-racist professionals to oversee the program and tuition uh, waivers for any black athlete who didn't graduate, according to the Des Moines Register. Um, Iowa President Bruce Harrell, uh, who announced his plans to retire early this month, uh, to retire early this month, responded to the players in a statement on Sunday and rejected their demands. He said, and I quote, we appreciate some former athletes sharing insights on the experience while at the University of Iowa. Uh, many of their concerns have been reviewed and addressed, and to be clear, any student athlete that has left the university and did not obtain their degree is welcome to return, and we are here to support them. There are several demands outlined in the letter, and we are proud of the efforts made to date. We have a path forward that includes ideas and recommendations from many current and former students aimed at making the University of Iowa a more inclusive and better place to learn grow and compete as an athlete. However, the university rejects the demands for money and personal cha- personnel changes. Hmm. And I was like, that's, I think that when I first read it, my initial reaction, I was like, y- y'all not getting no money out there, motherfuckers. <laughs> that was my initial reaction. I was like, you know, messed up by asking money for it. I was like, but anything else I can see within the realm of being plausible because of what may have transpired or if anybody else wants to come up and speak out or anything like that. I was like, but when they demanded the 20 million, I was like, I think that's where he killed me. Like, that's where he killed it all. Man. Yeah. And you're not getting through white man fire. Unless you got a smoking gun. Lynn, listen, 
playoff baseball is so different. So the Dodgers were down 0-5 in the fifth. They got two runs. It was two outs. They got two runs. Then they had two on. <laughs> and he got they, they they smoked it. So it's five two, but it's like she like I was looking at the screen like, are they gonna tie this up right now? Like for real? Like just just but no, nah, it didn't happen. Stranded the runners. Playing baseball is just stressful. Like, it really is. <laughs> even when you don't have a rooting interest, it's just like, oh my god. Stranded in a heartbeat. <laughs> WWE Hell in the Cell is this weekend. Yeah. Tim, can you <laughs> give us a one-minute pitch about why we should watch Hell in the Cell this weekend? Or do you not think it's been worth to watch? Man, I don't know about this car, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this car, boss. Because I don't think... They haven't even filled it out yet. No, they still got SmackDown to fill out because the Raw Go Home Show didn't fill out shit. They didn't fill out nothing. They was too busy having a season premiere. No, I'm like, y'all got a pay per view on Sunday. I think they had a whole four matches, maybe three. They got see, really, the, As we're recording, there are four known matches for this pay per view. And probably four. no tag team title match because ain't nobody came and challenged New Day because they was too busy fighting Sheamus. So this this is skippable, in your opinion? Damn, what match would I want to watch on this month? Randy oh, Orton, uh, you want to watch I quit, match, I quit match for show for show with Roman and Jay. That's all I think show right now is Roman. Like Fashion Bailey probably gonna put on the show. They in the hell in the cell for mm-hmm. the title. We've seen McIntyre and Orton. I'm done with them. I'm tired of them. We can go ahead and be done with them. But they'll they probably put on a different match. In the cage, so you know it'll be a good match in the cage, probably. So, I mean, them three, cool. I don't want to see Elias versus Jeff Hardy. He had a whole last concert, too. Wait, so, oh, did y'all see that clip I posted of uh, John Cena's rap performance on Raw? Mm-mm. Yes. It was on Twitter, right? Yeah. And John. Yeah, John Bar- Cena was a real-life rapper. Like, yeah, Bar- like, I know he, obviously, he, I know he put out an album, but like he, was, he actually had he like, was serious about somewhat it. decent uh, stage yeah. presence. Like, yeah. Yeah, a little clunky, it, but like in the John Cena kind of way. Like, I mean, he, his character freestyle most of the time. Like, it was interesting. I mean, he just talking rhymes. Like, he wasn't really. I mean, yeah, yeah. ain't that what rap is? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't do it to a beat though. You want to do a rhythm? They got battle rap, don't they? Nigga, yeah, they, they really do. He was out there doing his battle raps every week. Ain't no beat, ain't no rhythm, ain't no smacking them. Rhymes. <laughs> rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> he had no uh, he had no flow. He just talked. Hey, battle rappers, they 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 be conversation with you. <laughs> that is true. That is get true. It, how, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> <laughs> Vice TV has officially renewed Dark Side of the Ring for a third season. Uh-huh. That we saw that, that series is Vice TV's most successful series in the history of that network. Hey, even more than Diaz and Mira. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dark Side of the Rings. It combines wrestling. So wrestling fans are interested, but it also has like that, uh, I want to say true crime. crime. But yeah, it's kind of like true. So it's going to attract people who don't really watch wrestling because they're interested in like these mostly tragic stories. stories, Yeah, Yeah, like Mm -hmm. it's... I wonder if that's translated to anybody like 
starting to watch WWE though. Maybe they will get the. I can see them getting the network and watching old stuff. Oh, see the old matches of these people. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I mean, get a little free trial and be like, I just want to see, you know, maybe girl. Something on the road, the road warriors. Let me feel. Yeah, like let me just go back and see some old, some old footage. I feel like you. I mean, I don't know. Like, if you're if you've never been exposed to wrestling before, like you're probably gonna look to where it's free first. Like I know. The network, but the network that involves like work, like. But if you like, but stumble you get a free upon, trial, like, yeah, you, yeah. But if you just like stumble upon like USA Network on a Monday night, like, oh, or YouTube, I saw a Dark Side Ring. Yeah, I guess viewing habits have changed. Yeah, the NBA and the MBPA reportedly extended the well, not reportedly, they did extend the right to terminate the CBA uh, through the thirtieth. From everything I've read, they're pretty confident that they'll be able to work something out. So. Tight team. I've been saying that for like four months now. Like, that is true. I'm not worried, but if it was was as close as they claim that it is, like it would have been done. I feel like so, but I'm still confident. In case anybody was curious, the bubble cost the NBA millions of dollars, but it still helped them not lose like a hundred or not lose like one point five billion dollars. So. You got that. It saved them one point five billion. Mm-hmm. Even though they spent like hundred and eighty million. That's 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 why they was able to give motherfuckers holidays and shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to hear nothing about no damn salary cap. No, nah, they going the cap is gonna take a hit for sure. They still lost money, but <laughs> it may it may not. Like it seems like they're what they're negotiating at this point is like how to artificially prop it up. Um, it's like more from what I've heard, like more than likely they're going to come in line where they thought the salary cap is going to come in line where they thought it was going to be. Like, so with the projections that they've been sharing with teams, like that's probably where it's going to be. So it's not like the inverse of the cap spike isn't going to happen. Now, in, now in subsequent years, like that, those projections might be lower, but I don't think that it will necessarily go down at any point, it just won't rise like at the same rate that it would normally based on like what their income is. Makes sense. We'll keep an eye on that. See what happens. Hopefully something happens soon. LaMelo Ball, he signed a shoe deal with Puma. <laughs> we don't know the details of the deal, but reports indicate that it might be a nine figure deal for, for the youngest ball brother. So that's what's up. Ball and the Family is also back, in case anybody else watches that on Facebook. The new season premiered this past week. I'm t- hey, they, they've been asked LeBar in the, in the season opener. They were like, how do you feel now about the boys if they don't stay with Triple Bs? Because before he was pretty much like, you disloyal, you you don't exist to me if you ain't here with the family. Like, if you ain't over here, then F y'all. But when this season started, he was more like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I got to respect my son's wishes because they're on the brand. Now, on the brand doesn't mean that they don't, you know, love the family. You know, they're going to make their own decisions. But I just hope that they end up realizing that it's better to have the whole enchilada instead of a piece of the pie. And I know I've been saying old phrases, but I didn't make that one up. That's exactly what he said. The whole enchilada instead of a piece of the pie. That's what he said. Sound like that's what he got. They're giving him a piece. They're <laughs> <laughs> keeping the rest of the like, hey, hey, listen, they're in this can now. Sharon is Karen on national TV. 
But there. if the pie is zero, then I would much rather, I mean, if the enchilada is zero, then I'd much rather have just a piece of the pie. Like, True. Like <laughs> nine figures versus buckets. Yeah, yeah. See, I can talk old too. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. Any blow the whistles this week? No, ma'am. All right, let's get into the top five. Five, four, three, two, one. Tech top five. Tech top five. Last week's tech top five was biggest stories from the NBA bubble. I won last week. Thank y'all for voting for me. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Congrats, you disloyal motherfucker. <laughs> this week, we are doing the best WTECK radio songs. So, the song had to have played as a radio segment. So if you are, uh, you've been listening for a while, you know, we used to just randomly play songs every so often if it was conversational. If it wasn't on the radio, if it wasn't official, we could not use it on this list. So, Tim, would you kick us off with your top five from WTECK Radio? Sure. Number five, I got Moneyball by Dame Dalla. Uh, number four, I got I Wonder by Leo Rush. Number three, I got Jump On It. Hey! <laughs> number two, I Smoke, I Drank, Roy Jones. I'm supposed to stop. I can't. I'm not, let me, anyway. <laughs> and number one, I got Drowned by Victor Oladipo and Trey Songz. You love that song. Dog, that's, that shit was cold. I like it. All right, so five, I've got Dame Dalla with I Rest My Case. That'll be the second, um, second time he dissed Shaq. Uh, <laughs> four, Roy Jones, I Smoke, I Drank. Three, Dame, Moneyball. Two, Leo Rush, I Wonder. And one, Ophelia with uh, Shikusi. Oh, you really love Shikusi? Shikusi is my shit. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, Dame Song with Marvin Back. What did you say? When they going back and forth? That uh, his response to Bagley. Mm. That's the Dame Song I was thinking of. Like, he lit his ass up on that. He one. did lit his ass up. <laughs> he did lit his ass up. There's, there's been some good ones on the radio. There, Dame really has is some, Hall of Fame Dame. Like, I'm telling you, Hall of Fame Dame. Dame don't miss. <laughs> He's he's the realest pretty much when he when he comes out with his music stuff. So I want to give some honorable mentions before I go since we don't have Ken's list. Justin Bieber available. I forget who produced it. Uh, Javel McGee produced that one. That's right. I think although I had Lil Wayne Kobe because Lil Wayne floated on that. Also had Nas, Blunt Ashes. So a lot of the songs that were made by actual artists that had like an NBA player behind, I was like, that feel like cheating. So I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna try not to necessarily do that. Like it was on the radio, but like, I wanna think about songs that, you know, I didn't know too much about already. Well, a lot. Also thought about putting the All-Star Game National Anthem 3 peep Cause that's just one of the funniest. It's not, no, it's not good. <laughs> But listening to all three of those anthems was one of the funniest <laughs> segments I think we've ever had with the radio. So Boy, they gotta they gotta relax on these singers. <laughs> <laughs> Number I'm five. About Carl Lewis. God damn. Yeah, the Carl <laughs> Lewis. Yeah, well, he had triple feature, I believe, when we did Carl Lewis on the radio. Number five, I'm going with Shaquille O'Neal. I'm outstanding. 
I've always loved the way that song feels. Wait, time out. Sorry. How do you get the old say? Like, how do you get that part of the national anthem wrong? Like, I, <laughs> I'm still like flabbergasted. Nope. When you start <laughs> off bad, there's, there's, <laughs> you already know what you're about to get. But yeah, five, Shaq, I'm outstanding. Number four, my boy Zoe, get off. Love that. I love that doggone song. Whoo, I love that song. Number three, I got Ophelia, jump on it. Number two, I got Dame Dollar, bad little bit. Because <laughs> another one, the beach is it's just hard. I love that. And number one, I got Roy Jones, I smoked, I drank because that was just a hot like that's that's just that's nostalgic it's just it's a hit so that's my list hope y'all enjoyed the show don't forget make sure that you tell a friend tell a friend tell a friend about us make sure that you review the show rate and review again free ways to support the pod we appreciate it five stars are better when you drop those reviews we ain't had a review in a minute come on with it but if you want to follow me on social media, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On the Twitter, Instagram, and PSN at Camille Monet, C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-O-N-A-E, because... Your mom is fancy. Thanks, Fake Ken. Uh, at Bucks Burner on Twitter. That's all you get? Yeah, damn right. And it's uh, your boy. Cut here is the gentleman. No. Wait, no, that's his intro. I do that every time. Wait, okay, here is 216. Instagram and Snapchat, uh, K no, uh, everyday gentleman, everyday on underscore gentleman on IG. For sure. And this T I M K I N Z, the number three, aka Ask Catchem, aka Mr. Give It To Me. Good night, y'all. It's late. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.